Startled, she took a step back, all the while staring intently at what seemed to be a large cloth dropped carelessly on the floor. Suddenly, the scrap of cloth took shape. It had arms and legs and a black wig that lay in the middle of a red puddle. The cloth was a checked suit, inside which Emilienne saw what she took to be a dead Giselle d'Ambert. Horrified to see her most secret wishes fulfilled in such a way, and oblivious to the fact that the phone had finally stopped ringing, Emilienne ran down the stairs faster than she had come up and rushed into the street, screaming, The secretary is dead! The secretary is dead! In her panic, she failed to notice that the door to the street was unlocked. A few minutes later, she was seated comfortably in the room behind Madame Blanchet's shop, taking small gulps from her second glass of cognac. My God, it can't be true, it can't be true, the grocer's wife said for the third time as the game warden walked in, his uniform meticulously cleaned and pressed, his mustache trimmed to perfection, his eyes bright and lively. As children, they had often played cops and robbers together, and Emilienne had had designs on him when she was twenty. But he had married a girl from Bayou. Now he was a widower, and his sister kept house for him. Emilienne straightened up and pushed a rebel strand of gray hair back into the bun on her head. So, Emilienne, he burst out cheerfully. What's this I hear? What happened exactly? What happened? It happened that the secretary is dead. She's up there in her office. You can go and see for yourself. I'm not going back. I'm never going back up there. When I think that I was downstairs asleep. She broke off just in time to keep from saying the forbidden word. Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. I saw her with my own eyes on the floor in a pool of blood, she added, suddenly remembering a fitting cliché from one of the few mysteries she had read. All right, I'm going in. Don't anyone leave, Ferdinand ordered. The few moments he was away were filled with the incessant flow of Madame Blanchet's useless prattle, which continued unchecked after the arrival of the dentist's wife, who had come to hear the news. Emilienne, as tense as a wound-up spring, kept her eyes nailed to the door of the shop. She seemed to be awaiting a verdict. After what seemed like an eternity, the game warden reappeared, visibly shaken. He walked up to her slowly. We are going to have to call Parry, he said in a dismayed tone. Parry, cried Emilienne. Parry, why not Chartres? Parry, because it isn't Giselle d'Ambert whose body is lying up there, Emilienne. It isn't the secretary. It's the president of their American society, the Proust Association. The president of the... Madame Bertrand Verdon? It was too much for her to bear. Emilienne broke out into a cold sweat and felt suddenly sick to her stomach. Her vision blurred, her breathing shortened, her bony body slipped effortlessly from the chair and would have hit the floor if the warden's arm, still as muscular as in its youth, hadn't grabbed hold of her before she went down. At the age of sixty-two, for the first time in her life, Emilienne Robichoux had fainted.